Hey, special educators, I'm Jennifer from Positively Learning. Welcome to the Special Educators Resource Room. If you're like me, you're always looking for ways to save time and streamline your work. That's why this podcast was created, to give you the systems and solutions you need to get your time back. Tune in for tips, tricks, and tools that will help you manage your workload and make the most of your time. Whether you're brand new or experienced, all are welcome in the Special Educators Resource Room. Let's put together a behavior toolkit. Hey, Special Educators, Jennifer from Positively Learning. Thanks so much for stopping in. So what is a behavior toolkit? Why do I need one? And how can I get one? That's what we're going to be talking about in this new episode. Let's start off with defining what is a behavior toolkit. Well, it is a term that I am just making up right now, but it's a place where you can put all of your different tools, information, research you've done on a topic, in this case behavior, and you put it all in one place. I prefer a binder, but you could also do one of those clipboards where you can store things inside, or maybe it's one of those expanding file folders. Think of it as a portfolio of all of your tried and true tips. If you've just stopped listening because you don't have any tried and true tips, this is actually the perfect time to start a toolkit. And if you've been doing this for a while, we're just gonna get it all organized. So I started a toolkit my very first year of teaching. Somebody asked me some very specific questions and we're looking for suggestions to support a student. And I had no idea, I had no experience, so off I went to Google. Now, Google was around when I started teaching, wasn't quite as robust as it is now, and there certainly wasn't ChatGPT. With the help of Google and a stack of college textbooks, after several hours, I had pages of notes that I could use, and my toolkit was born. And over the years, with more experience and more questions I was being asked, I continued to add to this toolkit. Now that we have an overview of what a behavior toolkit is, why do we need one? Well, you may be seen as a resource, as the special educator at your school or for your grade level. You may be collaborating with paraprofessionals, teachers, family members, school staff to meet students' needs. And it's a lot. And you may not be feeling completely qualified, especially if you've ever struggled with classroom management yourself. So let's build a comprehensive behavior toolkit. It will be a living document that you continue to add to as you gain more experience. Let's get started. Now you do not need to take notes because I have taken notes for you in a blog post. So everything that I'm gonna be listing next of what goes in this behavior toolkit is there for you. I'll put the link in the show notes. I'm also gonna put a done for you behavior toolkit option. It's in my TPT shop, it's also on my website. Now there's pros and cons to using this option. The pro is it's done for you. That's fantastic. It's going to save you hours of time and it's going to have all the information you need in one organized space. $7.50, but your time is worth so much more than that. It's also in the large special educators bundle. So if you have that already, you have access to this. A note of caution before using any done for you options. Think about your school and district. Is there anything that needs to be aligned maybe with a code of conduct that your school follows? So a done for you option is a great place to start. And then you can add in anything that's specific to students you work with or your school. All right. So what actually needs to go in? I'm going to list it out. Number one, 
you want a section where you can gather all of your notes, handouts, cheat sheets, all these reference sheets, the things that you've been gathering throughout the years. So remember at the beginning where I said I was taking notes for specific students and questions I was asked? That is what I'm referring to. So this is a growing area of your behavior toolkit. So you may have cheat sheets for FBAs or BIPs and their reference pages. The reason I really recommend doing this and not skipping this step is if you feel a certain way about giving suggestions to another teacher, maybe they're older than you or just don't have that relationship built up yet, it is so much easier to refer to a handout rather than just look them in the eye and give them all of these tips. It may be easier to say, this is what worked for me. Here's a handout. Here's some helpful tips to reference, to choose from. That way, the teacher and you are collaborating on this. It's not like you're telling them what to do. Be sure to check out the blog post. You can see examples of the cheat sheets that I've included in the toolkit. It's really nice to have everything in one place rather than like lugging around different books or having different bookmarks on websites. All right, number two, and this is no particular order. Number two, I would suggest having some type of response protocol. Do you know what that is? It is this magical tool that I learned from our school psychologist. She had me list out response protocols. So wherever my students were going, they would be receiving the same type of response to any type of behaviors. So I put in some exemplars, I put in some forms in this toolkit. It looks like a if then, like if Jennifer falls out of her chair, then this is the appropriate response. And it's based on what you know about Jennifer, because you know that Jennifer is doing that for attention seeking or avoidance of work or whatever. So it's your expertise organized into a response protocol. So helpful as Jennifer travels throughout the school and encounters different staff members. So in the behavior toolkit, I might have some exemplars of response protocols because you always want to make a new one for students. But if I was working with another teacher, I'd say, this is what worked for me. We had a response protocol and then maybe give a blank document and say, you know, let's develop one with what we know really works with a student that we're supporting. Moving forward, what else needs to be included in this behavior toolkit? Well, you definitely want a variety of forms that you can use for a behavior observation. So these are forms used by either you as a special educator, or you can offer them to a teacher. Say, this one really works well for me. I tend to use this type of form to gather this type of information that will inform our next steps. So maybe it's an ABC data recording form or some other type of observation. This is another section of the toolkit that will most likely grow. Maybe there is a, another form that you've seen online or somebody shared it with you and you really liked it. You didn't need it at the time, but you thought that looks really interesting and helpful. I'm going to just grab a copy of that and tuck that in the toolkit. Something else you definitely want to include in your behavior toolkit is behavior documentation forms. So this is somewhere where you can organize any data that you're collecting. Maybe it's on behavior incidents or interventions that are in place, intensive supports, and the outcomes. You can have it organized all in one space. Maybe there's one form that you always gravitate towards because it's so easy to use, or maybe there's a form that your district requires everyone to use. You can have a couple of different examples. Also, when you're consulting with another teacher and you can offer them one as well. 
A couple of other things that I'd like to include in a toolkit is some type of reference form talking about different levels of behavior. This is so important when you are talking with other teachers because by the time you're sitting down to have a formal conversation about behavior, emotions are going to be pretty high. It's not like this is a small behavior that's not having an impact on learning. No, it's going to feel really huge. So if you have some type of reference form talking about these different behavior levels, that can really help you guide the conversation, especially as you are thinking about the different interventions that you're going to be using. There's a couple more things included, and I'm going to save this for when you hop over to the blog post. I talk about contingency maps and some different intervention forms. But for now, I want to switch gears from all of the teacher-informed documents to student support resources. So this part of the toolkit may include more exemplars of different types of behavior reflection forms or goal setting sheets. Maybe it's token boards or other positive behavior reinforcements. I can use these in a conversation with another staff member saying, well, you know, I tried this with Jennifer and I had these results. Does that sound like something that would be helpful or not? And of course they're there all in one place organized if I need them for my own students. Here's a quick list of the student support resources that I've included in the toolkit. Number one, goal setting sheets. Two, behavior reflection pages. Three, a homeschool connection, some type of summary of behavior that you can use for communication. Number four, I have a focus on behavior strategies. It's like a choice board, it's a behavior bingo. And then I do have examples of token boards. Maybe in your own toolkit, if your school uses a school-wide system, you can have that included and maybe a adapted version of that. So when you're talking with other teachers, you can say, oh, look, you know, we're using Class Dojo and here's how I'm using it with some visual supports. Whew. All right, so we've just gone over so many things. I hope they sparked ideas, maybe things that you already have sitting in front of you and just some ideas on how you can organize it so it's always at your fingertips, ready to go. Or maybe there were some brand new ideas that you are now ready to go check out. Definitely hop over to the show notes. I'm gonna put a link to a blog post. It's called the Behavior Toolkit for Teachers. There's a list of everything that can be included in your behavior toolkit, plus there's some pictures so that you have a visual reference. Let me know if you have any questions and thank you so much for listening. Thanks so much for tuning in and I'm dying to ask, what'd you think? Be sure to hit the follow or subscribe button so that you never miss an episode. You can find the show notes and links for everything mentioned in this episode at PositivelyLearningBlog.com. See you next week for more special education solutions.